Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Welcome everyone to episode 18 of the Launch Your Live Show podcast. Obviously, my name is Christian Karasevich, and I'm joined by Jem Fuse. And today we're going to talk about how to build your community through live streaming. However, we've got a little bit of a different twist here. We're actually going to be interviewing professionals who are utilizing live video. So, you know, if you struggle with building a community, Live streaming, we all know it can be a powerful way to build a tribe. However, it can take a lot of hard work. And I know, Jim, we're not against hard work. It's just that people have these unrealistic expectations about how live video can actually be utilized, how much work and time and effort goes into a single episode. So in episode 18, we're going to be interviewing Rob Balasabas. He previously worked at Thinkific. He now uses live video to build communities for TubeBuddy, which is a fantastic tool for helping improve your YouTube video SEO. And he's also the host of a show they do called The Creator's Corner. That's also on the TubeBuddy YouTube channel. So let's spend some time hearing from Rob about how he got to where he is today. Welcome, Rob. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Great to see you, Rob. So, Rob, let's let's get into things. So, how did you get started in this whole world of live streaming? Because I think it's important for our listeners and viewers to understand that we all got to start somewhere. And that's part of what we're about here with Launch Your Live is we want people to get started. And you're one of those guys that I think inspires people to take action. So, so tell us how you got started. I appreciate that. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Christian, for having me on the show. Um, yeah, so I started live streaming uh, with Thinkific, which is the previous company that I was working for before TubeBuddy, as Christian mentioned. And so um, this is probably about two years ago. And there was a um, one of the partners that we had, uh, Eric Sue and Neil Patel um, over at uh, Thinkific. Um, they do this like daily podcast. And uh, we got invited to go on the daily podcast and was awesome, was fun. And so then they wanted to go live. Like, okay, sure. Um, never done a live stream before. Um, where do you even want to go? Like Facebook or YouTube? How does that work? Never never knew about any of the cool tools that are out there now that we all use. Um, so we went live on our phone, like directly on the phone, on the Facebook app. I think if you go live, I did some research. If you go live on your Facebook app, other people can join and then whoever joins you can invite them to be a guest and that was the really quick and dirty way that we went live for the first time actually for a while i would say for about two months maybe a dozen guests we went live through our phone with a little like tripod like stand and uh and and people would just join we just tell our guests okay join as soon as you see the live thing go join and then i'll invite you as a guest and that's how we did our live streams there wasn't this fancy stuff that we were doing now with introductions and uh you know uh, run of shows scripts and all that stuff it was just once i go live and you see the notification jump in and i'll make you a guest and that's how we started and then um yeah when we just 
we had some really good success. We just started really enjoying the process, connecting with our uh, community, I think, which is what we'll talk about today. And it just became a really valuable tool for that, for not just getting messages out to people and just hammering them with like our posts and uh, calls to action. It was a, a really cool way to have this conversation organically with um, the people that were using our software. So that's how we started on live streams. Fantastic. So Jim, uh, what else do you want to ask Rob, by the way? Because I mean, you know, he started with Thinkific. He's made his way over to TubeBuddy. I mean, I like the fact that he used, I'd say, a down and dirty way to simulcast or, or sorry, in this case, to actually uh, bring on a guest onto a live show. Because I know at the beginning, like when I started my show, it was very hard to, you know, find the right balance because I wanted to bring on guests, but the platforms you know, at the time, some of them allowed it, some of them did not. Right. And I, and I, and so Rob, you know, we were talking before, before going live, how as things evolve for you and as you've wanted to build community, uh, you actually multi-stream and you've used different platforms. And so in episode five, we talked about ways to pick a, a, a live streaming platform. Do you want to talk about maybe a little bit of why you maybe pick the different platforms you do and maybe some tips for people that are just starting out. Yeah. Yeah. So for tips for people starting out, um, probably the biggest question that you're going to ask yourself is where do I go live? Um, do I go live on my Facebook page, my Facebook group, my personal Facebook, uh, YouTube, I heard is a good thing to go into, you know, there's LinkedIn live, which is a whole nother thing. Um, you can go live on Periscope, Twitch as well. There's so many different platforms. So the nice thing about, um, you know, the, the, the live streaming platforms now is that you, you can go and do what's called a multi-stream. And so that means that you go live with one dashboard to multiple channels uh, that you own uh, at the same time. Um, and so that's what I would recommend, multi-stream. That way you can kind of see all the analytics afterwards and see like, okay, well, it looks like there's, I'm, I'm getting a lot of engagement inside of my Facebook page, not so much on Twitter or YouTube. Um, that could be for a number of reasons. Maybe your YouTube channel is new. There's nobody subscribed to it yet. Not that many people. Um, and your primary audience is on Facebook. Now, if you have more mature social audiences and you do have an audience on YouTube and LinkedIn and, and Facebook, the next thing you probably want to pay attention to is what type of engagement. Maybe you're getting a lot of engagement on all the channels, but maybe some of the channels will have more of a mature audience people that are a little bit more, you know, further down the buying journey. Um, and so maybe on LinkedIn, you get really advanced, really um, more down funnel questions. You know, people are asking, how much does it cost for your service? Um, how do I work with you? Do you work on a retainer or do you work upfront? Like, how does that work? Whereas maybe on Facebook, you get questions like, what is a Facebook Live? You know, what is uh, what are thumbnails on Facebook? You know, if you're in the YouTube consulting space, and so you get to understand your audiences really, really easily. Like, I think that's the biggest thing about um, live streaming is that it's kind of a free focus group for your audience. You know, once you understand that, hey, maybe on LinkedIn you have a more mature audience ready to buy, then you craft content that is geared towards somebody that's more ready to buy you know, more, uh, really more aggressive, I suppose, cost to action. Whereas on Facebook, you might want to have more top of funnel kind of content, educating your audience, and then bringing them into the fold, into your funnel, into your world of content, um, and then educating them before really going hard for any types of like, let's jump on a call, call to actions, 
kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's, that's really how you approach, you know, if you're starting out, if you're starting out, depending on if you have an audience or not, um, you would just want to understand your audience, you know, what are they looking for? What are they looking to, to get out of it? And then also Jim and Christian, I think the biggest thing is for you, there's, there's a lot of time commitment. You know, I was fortunate that Thinkific, TubeBuddy, um, they're very invested in community building, both as a company, uh, which is really what attracted me to them, but they're also very invested in technology and testing out, you know, live streams and how does this work? And so you're able to, I was able to play around with it, you know, um, but if you are working for a company or, or you as a business person are very uh, busy already, you know, you don't have the bandwidth to maybe do live streams, then you just really have to approach it strategically. And, you know, you can't just go live every single day, you know, you have to have a strategy on how to maximize the, maybe the 30 minutes a week that you can live stream. And that, and that's a great point that you bring up about strategy. I mean, that's something we've also talked about in, in an earlier episode. It's like, why are you going live? Yeah. Like people think, oh, I'm going to go live and I'm going to have all this, you know, fame and fortune. And the truth of the matter is, and, and Rob, I don't know, you may not have had this problem as much because you were part of some established brands, you may not get 100 people jumping on your live stream when you go live and and you're going to get a lot of replay viewers. And I think even just that whole aspect of, you know, just like we've done here today, when you go live, you got to get going and get started because people are going to get like, well, when's that? When are they going to start? I got things Mm -hmm. to do. What are Mm -hmm. they talking about? Uh, So I think that's a great point. Now, tell us a little bit about You've used Ecamm, StreamYard, and Restream. Do you think that, like, say for beginners, is there one you would maybe recommend over another, or do you think they should maybe play around with all three? Of course, Ecamm, you've got to be a Mac user. I mean, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, good question. Um, So when I first started, uh, I was using, I was actually using Zoom. Uh, So, I mean, we already had Zoom accounts as, uh, you know, tech company. And that's how we were doing a lot of our meetings. And so we used Zoom and I figured out, okay, well, it looks like you can actually go live on Zoom. You can go live on Facebook and YouTube just individually. Um, So single stream. Um, And then I discovered Restream. That was two years ago. And so I connected Zoom, Restream, did multi-streams eventually. Um, And then the next thing that I discovered was Ecamm. So Ecamm, um, again, about two years ago. And uh, so that was it was a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a complicated tool, um, which is good if you are very much into, you know, all the, all the settings and everything like that. Um, and so I used it for a little bit then. Um, and then I kind of got away from it because I found StreamYard and um, StreamYard made it really easy. It was based on the cloud. Um, didn't have to download anything. Um, really easy to pull in. I mean, we're using it right now. So easy to pull in guests and lower thirds and comments and all that stuff. Um, and so that, that worked out really well. And then, uh, you know, being really in tune with, I guess, you know, on top of all the different updates and things, um, you know, the uh, Restream, Restream really came out with Restream Live Studios. And I've been using that for, for quite a while as well. And so, um, you know, I think if you're starting out and you're not super tech savvy, you're not gear savvy and like settings and you know you're not a producer um then i would definitely go with either restream or Streamyard. i think those are probably the easiest tools out there you just essentially log in and you have you can choose your colors up, upload your logos and make it really easy for you you can just share a link to have a guest join you there's nothing fancy um you know ecamm would probably be the next step up for me 
um, you know, just because it is more, I would say it looks really sharp. Uh, you can also use Ecamm with Restream if you want to multi-stream. So that's the drawback I would think with Ecamm is that you can't multi-stream natively. You do need to use a tool like Restream, um, you know, but the quality you can plug in your, you know, if you have a Canon, M like if you have an external uh, camera, like a DSLR, you can plug into uh, Ecamm quite easily. Um, you know, there's a lot of really cool tools within Ecamm. So the other tool that I see a lot of people use is OBS. Um, now OBS is sort of the third level <laughs> over is like, as far as comp, you know, as being complex, um, OBS is very complicated in my point of view. It's not for a beginner, um, but if you are using a lot of gamers use it. So if you're in the gaming space, um, you know, that's, that's probably this, the one that you would use. So, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of tools out there. And as you get more complex, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's free trials for all of these tools, you know, just like any software. So go ahead and test them out. You might find that you like one over the other, even though that's, you know, it's a little bit more advanced. Um, you know, there's certain features that each one has as well. So depending on what you're looking for. So, so let's talk budget actually. So, sure. you know, you mentioned you've got OBS, for example, that's a free solution and you've got all the others that are paid solutions. So obviously, yes, they, everybody should start off with the trial, but, um, do you think people should gravitate towards, you know, I, I see this all the time. They gravitate towards free and mm -hmm. sometimes free is good, but there's always a cost for free. In mm -hmm. the case of, for example, OBS, like it's, it's a good tool, but it does take, you know, there's, there's quite a steep learning curve there. You probably don't, I don't think you get as much support. There may be a community, but what's your take on that? Like if somebody wants to, you know, get started with one of these services, how would you like, how would, you know, would you say, Hey, let's budget something when you guys started using this at you know thinkific or two buddy like what were you like did you just all of a sudden you know just use the native way or did you immediately jump into some software like how quickly did you move from platform to platform yeah yeah so there's i mean the way that you know obviously software they kind of understand the buyer and the you know the consumer of their product so they understand that okay, they're going to get to a certain point where they need this feature and it's going to be in the, you know, behind a paywall. Um, and so if you're multi-streaming, for example, then you'll likely will need to pay. Um, you know, if you're, if I, I think right now StreamYard, you can, they just updated, a, they released an update where you can stream up to eight channels, which is, um, wow, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, you can, before that was five channels. So you do have to pay for that if you're downloading or, um, if you're downloading audio and stuff like that from StreamYard, if you're if you have a podcast like you guys do, then uh, you do have to upgrade. You know, and I mean these upgrades they're not they're not they're not like excessive. You know, the the cost is not that crazy. It is uh, software as a service, so um, you know you're not like buying the full thing out front, right? So you're paying monthly, which is not too bad. Um, you know, especially if you're a business person, if you're using this for for business, then you have to kind of look at what is the, what's the benefit, you know, you're investing 50 bucks a month or $19 a month. You're getting to reach so many people at scale, um, you know, without having to travel without any of that stuff. And, you know, it's easy to justify if you really look at the numbers. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I would, I would definitely invest, um, because you do get, you get to remove the water, the, the watermarks and things like that, put your own logo. You know, there's so many things that you get out of these tools. Um, you know, for a small cost. Definitely. So Jim, what's the next question we have for Rob? Yeah. So Rob, how then have you been able to build a community mm. with live streaming and what would be your recommendation for folks? Like even, even Chris and I are building a new community 
for Launch Your Live, what what are some of the the key factors? Because I think especially for people starting out, they can get frustrated because they're not getting a lot of viewership. How do how do they go about doing that? Yeah, great question. Um, I love, I mean, this community building for me, regardless of live streams or anywhere else with Thinkific, I was uh, managing the, the our, our online community. So we had like 15,000 members at the time inside of private Facebook group. So I just love engaging with community. And I've seen, you know, like if you, you know, Jim, I've seen you in person <laughs> at different events. I mean, in person, online, I love community. So with live streams, I think there's really two things. A lot of people kind of miss out on the second part. But the first thing, obviously, you're building community with your users, with your audience, with your fans, you're engaging with them, right? You're answering their questions. So when they come in, you're the host, right? Just like if you're having a, a, a barbecue or something, when somebody comes to your house, they come through the side door, the side gate, and uh, they show up, you, you say, hey, what's up, Jim? You know, like you, you call them out, right? So same thing, when somebody comes and leaves a comment or on Facebook, you can kind of see when who, who joined your live stream. Even if they don't comment on Facebook, on YouTube, they have to comment for you to know who they are. But you call them up and say, hey, good to see you here. Thanks for joining me. Or, hey, I haven't seen you, never seen you before. It's good to meet you. This is what we do here in, in our live stream. Um, and then kind of and then the next thing, when people come into your barbecue, um, you kind of want to introduce them to other people. Like, hey, Jim, awesome. You know, hey, guys, you know, Jim, he does the show. It's awesome with Christian. Um, hey, you know, Dave, I think you'd be an awesome guest. You guys should definitely connect. Right. And then you back off like you're you're introducing people to each other and you're building something. It's in your backyard. It's it's your place. So don't be afraid to introduce other people. Don't try to hold on to those, you know, those connections to yourself. And so that's the biggest thing that we try to do, because um, with the two but with the two buddy show, we have lots of, you know, regular sort of attendees and guests, which is awesome. We're building community there. That's what you want. You want people just like you are now um, like kind of like a a. a reality TV show, you know, that people tune into and you're kind of a regular face that they want to listen to. Um, and so the, you know, giving them that opportunity to be introduced to other people and then having chats happening while you're doing the show is awesome. That's the goal. People talking to each other like, hey, I like your intro. I like your channel, you know, and then asking and then just having, you know, banter in your chat. The next thing that a lot, I think a lot of people miss out is the community that you build with your peers. Right. So right now I'm doing this show with you guys. Um, I'm going to be sharing this show with our audience, my personal channels, and also Two Buddies personal, or sorry, not Two Buddies personal, Two Buddies channels. Right. And so I'm going to be sharing this with them. And so there's community that's being built between the three of us. Right. And I think a lot of people kind of miss out on that because they look at the people that are in their space as competition rather than people that they can collaborate with rather than community. Right. So, I mean, in this world that we live in now, it's all about collaborations. Um, you know, there's there's enough there's enough customers, there's enough clients, there's enough business out there for everyone. Um, you know, the comp the whole competition thing is is kind of out the window in my in my point of view. Um, you know, people will watch you guys. They'll also watch my channel. They'll watch two buddies. You know, they'll watch social media examiners channels. You know, it's not a competition. So. As soon as you can, if you're listening to this and you're not doing collaborations yet and you're not building a community with your peers, then you definitely need to kind of start looking at that. Live interviews like this using live stream is one of the easiest ways to do that. You don't have to prepare too much, right? You just kind of show up and you have, you want, you want to make sure you're prepared with some questions, but 
you really you're just having a conversation with somebody in your space. And those are easy conversations uh, to have. So speaking of building a community, so you talked about this a bit. If somebody, you know, they're just getting started, how do they how do you handle like just the discouragement hmm. that happened? Because for example, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the interview where it takes a lot of time to, you know, if you don't have the community, you've got to work to build it. But if you go live and you're doing it consistently, it's not, it's partly just showing up, but how do you not get discouraged? Like, are there any tips you would share with, uh, with people that are viewing or listening? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Discourage. Yeah. I mean, discouragement, comes in many different forms, you know, uh, Christian, you know, people, there's discouragement, discouragement from other people, like people that may show up, there may be trolls. That's a real mm -hmm. thing, especially on YouTube. You know, YouTube is so vast. And, um, you know, the thing with YouTube is sometimes you can kind of be hide behind some random name, you know, whereas on Facebook, it's a little bit more or even LinkedIn live, you do have to have sort of like a personal account. So, you, you know, people can't really hide so much, but there's going to be trolls. There's going to be discouragement. See, somebody will say something like, hey, you know, something about, you know, there's a pimple on your cheek or something. And that becomes the focus. Uh, but I think it's really hard. You know, it's one of the things you almost need to expect. Right. And as people, you can't help it. You know, if somebody there's a hundred positive comments and then there's one negative one. We remember the negative one, you know, and that's kind of the that's kind of the sad thing. But I think, again, going back to community and building this thing with peers. Right. So, you know, the, you, you need to build sort of like your own, not just like a tribe for or an audience, you know, a group for your audience. But you need to sort of build your your peer audience. Right. People like whether it's a Facebook message chat group of people you've interviewed or people that are in your space that you can lean on for those kind of moments where it's like, man, it's can't believe I had this interview and this happened and this happened, or like I got this comment and you almost have to laugh it off and you have to find, because it happens to everyone. You know, you're not living in a silo. You're not isolated. You're not the only one getting trolls and things like that. So I think that's the first discouragement. So from uh, people that are out external. And then I think the second discouragement comes from inside of us. You know, we're like, Oh man, I can't do a live show. I can't do that. Like, I don't have like the stuff like these guys have, or I don't talk like these guys, or I'm not a speaker, I'm not a coach, or I'm not an expert. You know, I haven't had a Forbes article or something, you know? Um, and so I think that's the second discouragement. I think those are, again, the community is very important for you to lean on because, you know, the, the people that are really trying to build something, um, they're trying to build, you know, a show that helps other people, people that are trying to do something meaningful, they're not out there trying to, uh, troll others, you know, they're too busy. They're too busy trying to focus on their, their own business, you know, the things that they're building, their legacy and all those things. So, you know, surround yourself with sort of that, that moat of community of peers. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the ways to, you know, avoid discouragement. And, uh, and I love how you talk about the, I mean, in fact, they, they also say, right, if you don't have people hating you, you're not doing a good enough job. That's right. um, That's you're you're going to, you're going to have that at some point. And, and I, and I also love the, the fact that you talk about collaboration versus competition, because the truth of the matter is, is, is not one of us here on, on the screen or even big companies can handle everybody. Right. And that kind of goes back to your audience needs to be defined right my audience isn't everyone right like our audience is specifically people that want to get started and get better at live streaming it may expand later to more advanced things but then even like TubeBuddy, i mean tell us tell us more about TubeBuddy, buddy rob and and what you guys 
not only what the tool does, but what the goal of the TubeBuddy community is? Awesome. Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, I mean, TubeBuddy, the TubeBuddy, the way that TubeBuddy actually, if you go to TubeBuddy's website, TubeBuddy.com, it's your uh, your best friend on the road to YouTube success. And really, that's that the best part there is your friend. Like, really, I think TubeBuddy from the top down, um, they're just a very generous company. Like, if you go to the pricing page, there you can check off if you have under a thousand subscribers, and you get automatically a discount on your license, fifty percent off. You know, they, the the whole heart of TubeBuddy is just to really help creators on YouTube. It's not easy, you know. Being on YouTube seems like once you once you kind of get past a certain point, yes, there's success, it's awesome, all that stuff, brand deals and free stuff, you know, all that stuff. But um, you know, YouTube is a hard game; it's a long term game, and so um, that's really what TubeBuddy's trying to build and um, you know help creators out there and get TubeBuddy out to as many people as possible to help them. Uh, really understand where they fit. So there's there's really a few things that TubeBuddy does. So it is uh, a uh, optimization. So keyword research, SEO for your videos, all that stuff, um, so that you your videos can be found by the people that you want it to be found by. Um, it's also a, um, a time saver. You know, there's quick menus. There's a lot of things happening behind the scenes at uh, inside YouTube. And so navigating through and finding the pages and analytics that you're looking for, is kind of cumbersome. And so um, that's what our, our browser extension does. Um, and really time saving, you know, there's, as you get more and more, I have a still very relatively tiny, tiny channel. And my personal channel is um, about 1800 subscribers, but I get anywhere from 30 to 40 comments a day. Mm -hmm. So two buddies built uh, canned comments. Right. So you can set up sort of like a, a knowledge base auto reply, sort of like canned comment replies. Um, and so now I've, you know, people are asking, you know, probably the 10 common questions, you know, what's your website? Where can I get this? Da da da. Right. And so I've created canned comments for those. So, so yeah. So there's a lot of, there's over 80 different tools inside of TubeBuddy. So, um, you know, you guys have a link. So if you guys, anybody who wants to check it out, just, Check the link in the in the description, and, and we'll make sure to drop that in the show notes as well. Yeah. So, Rob, one last question for you. So, sure. when you started with live video, what are three things that you wish that you knew when you got started? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, so, the first thing is, uh, I would definitely say, uh, pay attention to the replay viewer. Okay, so as cool as it is and as fun as it is to engage with, you know, the five, 10, 100, 200 people, however big your live show is, it's really fun to engage with them. But your the majority of your views for your live views, um, for your videos uh, are probably going to be from the replay viewer. So pay attention to them and make sure that you also acknowledge them in the beginning of your videos. Um, you know, for us, we try to keep the Q&A, for example, at the end of the videos so that the, the, the replay viewer doesn't get, you know, they don't feel alienated um, because they're not a part of it. They're like, oh, these random questions, you know, I came here for this. Um, so that's the first thing that I would do um, or tell myself. Um, the second thing is uh, that your videos, your live videos on YouTube can still be found. You know, it can still be discovered. Uh, it tr tr Treat it like a regularly uploaded uh, video. You know, treat it like that. Um, you know, don't just say like, this is just a live stream for fun. You know, like do the research, do the keyword research, have a topic, you know, just like any YouTube videos, have a topic because it can still be found in search. Uh, you can still, you know, grow community. You can still drive people to your website with 
you know, your live stream videos, people will still watch it um, as long as you format it to the point where you satisfy the live viewer, but also you, you want to satisfy the replay viewer as well and, uh, you know, that are finding it on search. Um, and then the second thing is collaborate. You know, we, we, we did it in the beginning in Thinkific, but then we started kind of veering off and doing our solo show, kind of looking at obviously a company testing it out to see if we can kind of, you know, monetize this activity quicker. Um, but we then went back to collaborating because that's really the value of it. Um, so you may not sell. There's lots of like live shows that sell really well. But for the most part, the focus should be on community building in my point of view, even if you're a brand, you know, because people will still find you. You know, if you're giving them value during the live stream, you don't have to sell. Um, just give them value. They'll look you up. They'll click the links in the description, the captions, you know, to buy whatever it is that you're selling. But try to just use it as a way to build community and connect with your audience. Fantastic. So, Rob, what are the best places for people to follow you or to at least get connected if they want to learn more or they have some additional questions? Yeah, the best place is really anywhere where TubeBuddy is. So at TubeBuddy, um, I'm behind the scenes on all those channels. And then also on my personal channel, just look me up, copy and paste my name. I've got a long last name. So you can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram or my personal YouTube channel. Uh, come and join me there and uh, happy to answer any questions you guys may have. So that's going to do it for episode 18 of the Launcher Live podcast, where we talked with Rob Balasabas on how to build community through live streaming, you know, about how to build community, maybe some mistakes that he made maybe at the beginning, how he fixed those. We even talked about some software and how to pick the right one. So if you want to learn more about any of the topics discussed, just head to launchyour.live forward slash EP18. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.